Hello, welcome back to the Talking Wolves podcast. We are back for the 2021-2022 season. Feels like forever since we've we've done a podcast. Uh, we've got loads to go through today. We've got the appointment of Brunelage, thoughts on pre-season, the thoughts on Wolves at the minute, and also some predictions. But before we get into it, we are joined by three beautiful guests. Let's start with Dave. Dave, mate, good to see you. How are you? Good. I thought you was going to make like try and put some funny pronunciation on my name then as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's his name, mate. Brunelage. <laughs> That's part of Thank you. Yeah. Next up, we got Finch. Yeah, there's not much you can do with him, Morris. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm all right. Thank you, mate. And of course, back by popular demand, Tom Parker. How are you? Oh, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Popular demand. Yeah, yeah mate. I'm moving on up in the world. I was looking at the comments and people were saying that how much since you talk, but everyone was saying Matt keeps cutting him off. He's like, no, because we beer talk. <laughs> yeah, we beer I didn't get that. Friday. I didn't. Top of some I, signs, so. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm a bit of a chatterbox, to be honest. <laughs> you are, mate, but you talk a lot of sense anyway, because you won't even know how Anyway, <laughs> let's talk about the appointment. Let's get straight into it. Let's talk about the appointment of Bruno Lage or Brun Lage, if you're Portuguese. We'll start with you, Dave. Early thoughts, were you, were you happy with the appointment and how are you feeling about it now after we've got a pre-season under the belt? Um, I think I said it in the last podcast, he was by no means my first choice, but very much happy to to back him. Um, I think obviously he got very limited experience and what we know of him is is that Benfica, uh, Benfica link where he played that attacking 4-4-2 football. And I think after the pre-season, obviously there are a number of people that are disappointed in terms of how we set up and style of play and so on. Um, I know the journalists, I think Tim Spears and even Joe Edwards at the time said that he was expected to come in and play similar style or at least similar formations to what Nuno was last season with the 3-4-3 or the 4-2-3-1. The I think we all sort of wanted to try and ignore it and just think, you know, he's definitely going to be playing a 4-4-2. It's going to be all right. But he has he's, in, he's implemented those tactics. I think early days he was playing that 4-4-2 or 4-4-1-1. Um, but the last few games we have seen him play a 3-4-3. We don't know why, possibly because of the, the how weak the defence possibly is. Um, but it, promising signs. I think it's very, very hard to tell um, because it's weird on paper we've done well against the teams that would class the stronger sides um and then the teams that we probably should be beating we we didn't play so well against so it'll be very interesting to see how it's, he starts i think as long as he can play or at least give the f first three teams a game i think he's got to remain competitive in those to give him if if we play dreadfully those first three games and lose all three there's going to be fans on his back already so i just hope he is at least competitive in those three games but i'm happy to back him like i said i i was not happy that he was playing a three at the back or five at the back system in pre-season but it's a lot more attacking than what nuno was playing so fingers crossed and i'm hoping for the best that he uh, can hit the ground running as quick as he can well, that was a comprehensive roundup, chaps. I don't sorry, think you anything now, do you? No, that was, <laughs> that was brilliant, mate. Like, I, I completely agree. And I think you can't expect... I don't think you can expect him to come and play the same way that he did at Benfica, can you, Finn? Because they're probably the best team in the league and they're expected to beat everyone every single week. Exactly, yeah. It's like having Man City in it if he came... Like, what Guardiola can do. If you've got Benfica in the Portuguese league, I mean, you're probably going to score a few goals. Like... There was that feeling, obviously, like Dave said, I remember no, it was no one's sort of first choice, but we were never going to go down the standard like Pardew route or even when they're saying, oh, we might interview Frank Lampard and English managers. It was never going to happen. So 
of the Portuguese managers. I remember Fonseca early on, and I was quite keen on him purely for the uh, the Zorro Swag. mask. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> yeah, that was about it. He played five at the back as well. So I think it was inevitable what's happened. But he said all the right things. Obviously, the the staff that have come in as well. There's a right array of people there. Someone twenty one someone that was like Swansea's goalkeeper coach and then a load of foreigners. It's, it's quite exciting. It's random. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was always going to be something like this as it will get into pre-season as well. It's not sort of been like, we haven't smashed it, but it, this, this signs there, isn't there? That there's stuff that he wants to do. Obviously, we, as Dave said, we saw the 4-4-2. He realised, shit, we can't defend. And it's been five <laughs> of the bats since then. So we'll see how it goes. Tom, were you a little bit concerned when the appointment was made purely because of Largely's lack of experience at the top level. I know he's won a title with Benfica, which is more than what our previous managers have done. But did did the way that his fortune switched concern you? Um, not particularly. I, I think at the, at the time Benfica kind of did him dirty a little bit. Really, they they sold Joao Felix. They didn't replace him properly. Uh, they tried. I think Welder Thomas signed, and he was terrible for them. So. There's, there, there, were a, there was a culmination of things. And you've got to remember, they were playing well until Christmas and it started to go downhill after then. So it wasn't that he won the league and straight away the season after they were terrible. They did have a consistent period of time without those players where they were just as good. Um, I think his record speaks for itself. In terms of experience, um, that doesn't particularly bother me. When we signed, um, when we appointed Walter Zenger, he'd had 16 clubs in 16 years. So he technically had more experience of, of, of you know, top level management, well, top level, but um, but he was terrible. So, you know, you can't really tell a manager of his age can't get more. You know, if, you, if, you, if you're saying someone of his age doesn't have enough experience and every club says that he's never going to gain experience. So I think yeah. this is a good chance for him to further his career. Um, I think he talks very well, like uh, like a couple of you said. I think in interviews, it sounds very similar to, to Nuno in some of the way he talks about the pack mentality and bringing everyone together. Uh, style of play. Yeah, like Dave said, five of the back's not brilliant, but it's higher up the pitch. Uh, and I think we'll come on to it as well, particularly in that Celta Vigo game. You, could, you know, it's the first time seeing it in the flesh. Certainly a lot more attacking. So a lot of promise. Not too concerned about the lack of experience. I, I think I think we'll be uh, I think it'll be a good appointment overall. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. It is more about the quality experience, the length of experience. Like like you've just said, um, Zenga had more clubs in the golf, didn't he, before he came to Wolves and <laughs> yeah. it was absolutely terrible. Um Dave, at Benfica, Bruno Lage was a big fan of promoting the youth. Um, he brought players through like Joao Felix and Florentino Luis. Um, can you see him doing that at Wolves this season with the current crop of youngsters we've got? We know Otisari's on the way out, potentially. I thought <clears throat> early days, I thought Taylor Perry was going to be the one he was bringing through. Uh, he, he did the first pre-season game. He, did, uh, he was against Crew. He, he was quite good. Um, and then he wasn't so good, I think, in that in that next game. Um, I thought he was going to be the one. Um, Otisawi, I mean, we'll talk about him, I'm, I'm sure, shortly. I wasn't that impressed with him during pre-season anyway. I know he's been injured the last few games. <sighs> the only one, really, I can see that's done all right is Chem Campbell. Um, but again, I think he's got too many players ahead of him to even break into the team. But at the same time, Large has played him everywhere. I think he's played striker, on the wing, wing-back. Um, so he could be one of those sort of utility players he can rely upon. But other than that, I'm just thinking of, of, of players off the top of my head. I don't think anybody really it, it screams out to me. Um, Marquez possibly, but I still think he needs a solid loan. Um, Corbiano, I thought, was maybe going to be one, but he was shipped out very quickly on loan. 
So yeah, I'm I'm not sure. I think in terms of younger players, they're already in the first team, and I think these are the ones he can nurture, like Morgan Gibbs White, like Fabio Silva. I know he seems like he's been around for ages, but Catroni's only sort of was he 22, 23 still? No, no, he might even be younger than that, 21. Um, so yeah, how was he? I, I don't think he's 21. I think he's 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 near 23. younger than me. I think he's 23. But still, for me, that's. Yeah. Yeah, it's still quite young, I feel, for a striker. But So, I think, <clears throat> like you say, Matt, there are young players there, but they're possibly already in the first team. Keanu Hoover as well, who had up and down games, but against uh, Celta Vigo, I thought he was very good. So, yeah, I'm hopeful. And, and his brother has obviously got a very good reputation of that as well. Yeah. Let's let's talk about pre-season then, chaps. It's, it's been a bit of an indifferent one, hasn't it? I mean, against the better teams, we've looked all mm. right. And against... You know the, the lesser teams, although we looked okay at crew, we still lost the game. Finn, what's been your kind of overall impression of pre-season uh, in in Brunelage's first first uh, campaign at Wolves? It's not quite underwhelming, is it? But the one it's I really look at is, is no, no, <laughs> mid middlewhelming. Well, um, yeah. The one I always look at is that final game. I, I think I I said it in a video that never came out of the Celta Vigo game because there wasn't much content there, um, but. That, I remember that Leicester game, the first season under Nuno, where it was. We, I think we'd lost to Shrewsbury, lost to loads of people in pre-season, but then it came together. Leicester, I think Cavalero scored a bang, and it was like, wow, we look good. Yeah, was like, it, we're yeah. ready for this. Albeit like a team that was a week behind us. But I really hoped that by the Celta Vigo game, we'd be like, wow. And I only really felt that for about 15 minutes, about 45 to 60 minutes. So first half, I was really worried. And in all the games, it doesn't seem like... He's fully settled on a formation. We'll see. I think with Cody coming back, it's been the three ever since, hasn't it? Because, I mean, if you're yeah. a new manager, you don't want to accept too much, club captain, all that. So, I, yeah, it, it's middlewhelming. Let's put that in the dictionary. That's where I am, really. I just really hoped we would have had that final sort of after like a, a mixed preseason. I really hoped it would have been there and it wasn't. But there's the signs there. Yeah, I know. I know. I know Dave and I went to Coventry and although it was not a good day out and good to be amongst it, it did kind of feel like a bit of a, Nuno hangover in some regard, you know, mm. that the five at the back, although they were pushing up a little bit higher. I don't know, I just feel like I want to see us switch away from that 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 three or the five because we've been so accustomed mm. to it and try something fresh. But Tom, what have what have your thoughts been been on pre-season to echo what Finn said, or have you seen something completely different? Um I'll be honest, the first half against crew, I was thinking, look. Oh, we could be really decent this season because we played the four four two. You had sort of the two hold. You had, uh, I think it was Taylor Perry and, and Ottisari. I think you might have started with. I can't quite remember. Morgan, I think it was Morgan. And yeah, Perry no, Morgan. it was. Yeah, it was Gibbs White. Yeah, um, and we looked really good pressing from the front. We essentially had a four two four, so we were basically having four one four when we uh, recycled possession. We were quicker getting ball up the pitch, but I think as the as pre seasons like sort of gone on, I think we have at times regressed. I think when we switch to the back three, I think some of our players do switch back into the mentality that they had last season, which is just to recycle possession and keep the ball. Whereas I feel like there was points, particularly against Celta Vigo, where we could have transitioned a little bit quicker, where we got the ball back. And it just the pace, sometimes where you want Wolves to attack space, they don't do it. They sort of turn back and play across the back three. Um, and you could, Bruno Large was belting at Keanu Hoover the entire game constantly telling him to get forward um, and you could see he was getting frustrated at points he was sort of waving his hands if players would pass it backwards and sideways so you can see there's still like old habits there um, but I think he'll be able to eventually get it out of them I think it is 
more so the case that we've had a squad that's been built up to play a certain style for four years. I think then to completely switch the style of play with the same squad of players, essentially, by our two signings, I think it's a lot to ask because a lot of these players were brought in to play Nuno's style of football. Um, and I think for them to sh- straight away switch, I think Neves has been the one player that I've really seen. As You can see that he looks a lot better. More confident on the ball, spraying passes again, lovely little turns, touches, keeping the ball moving quickly. So there's, there are players in that squad that can play this way. Um, and I, I think once we get our, our team back to full fitness, our attacking options are unreal, especially under a manager like Large. You know, you've got Trinko, Neto uh, still to come back, Pedence. So, yeah, th- there's definitely signs there that there's, that there's positive things. But, yeah, I think sometimes it's bad habits can still sort of creep in, which I think would be the biggest issue. I've chances created, not many. Is that a problem in pre-season going into the Premier League? Yeah, I think so. I, I think that was probably the thing I said in more or less every match review uh, that we did after the pre-season games. That, yeah, we can play attractive football, but I still just didn't feel like we created enough clear-cut opportunities. Uh, Vigo uh, against Celta Vigo, I felt we had more. Uh, Jimenez should have buried that chance from the Cody bicycle kick. Um, but, you know, just in, in, we put them under a lot more pressure. I think that in terms of chances created, that was probably our best game. And that was only in the second half. Just seemed to want to run at them a little bit more and we were a bit more aggressive. But I don't know. It's, I know it's hard to say for pre-season because, you know, we some of the games we were only playing Jimenez for 40 to 60 minutes. But the fact that he's still our only main goal threat is frustrating for me. Um, the Coventry game, other than Fabio Silva's chance, I can't really, because Neves has come out of nowhere, I can't really remember any of the clear-cut opportunities in that game. So, yeah, it's, it's still worrying, that is, for me. Um, but we seem to get the ball in, in better areas in the Celta Vigo game. And like Finn said, that last pre-season game is crucial. If you, if you show more promising signs in that game, that obviously is a little bit more encouraging, but we still need a little bit more. And I don't know what that is, if it's more bite in the midfield or maybe another striker uh, to to be there because just by the looks of it, obviously Jimenez, who I felt has, has done really well in pre-season, um, it looks like Catrone, who possibly is going to be staying. Every time he's played, he's played with another striker. I don't think Lars has trusted him on his own. Um, even What was the game he scored in? Betis. I, I can't remember if he was up, up front on his own at, at that stage of the game when Samedo assisted him. But from what I remember, every time Lars has brought him on, he's been as a front two. Um, so, I, I don't know. I, I would still, in an ideal world, I would still like us to bring in a striker, whether that is just someone on loan or whether that is bringing somebody else in. Um, but for me, we, we, for, for someone who is classed as an attacking coach, I would probably want to be seeing more chances created. Not do you not think bringing Patrick Catrone back into the false of best thing to do? Kangin <laughs> Lee apparently is the the I one. Saw that Kangin Lee today. Uh, I'm disappointed the Carlos Vinicius rumours have gone quiet. Uh, they signed that. Yarum. Else? Is he going somewhere like Fenerbahce or something? I did see that as well. I thought when they signed that Yaramchuk, the Ukrainian guy, I thought maybe we could see uh, see him come in. But I don't know. I don't dislike Catrone. I think he's actually done all right this preseason. Um, but and I, I sort of get the club wanting to maybe give him an opportunity if he's happy enough to be second or third choice you know rather than loaning him back out again you know we spent how much money on him as well what 16 million yeah, yeah we've got a little bit back in loan fees uh, but we'd lose so much money on him so there's no you know 
if he's happy to be a second third choice striker, as long as he's not stinking out the place, don't dislike that idea. I mean, we'll come on to it, but it does look like he's stinking out the place, like putting pictures up with his <laughs> yeah. agent around the pool. It's quieting down, quiet down a little bit recently, but yeah, that, that picture in the middle of your preseason no count was a bit stupid. Yeah, yeah, absolute muppet for doing that. Finn, any players impressed you during preseason? Um, obviously, you're going to go with him and I think that's a fair shout, but... <laughs> um, anyone in the attacking areas, although we've said like not much has been created, in that sort of area just before, I think Morgan's not done himself any harm whatsoever. Adama just looks like, like especially that Coventry game, if we sold him or something on the back of that, or if we sell him in general, it just makes you think we've got no hope. Any of the, uh, Trincao, I don't think he's going to win a 50-50 all season, but on the ball, silky, <laughs> like, he didn't go in what for a single it, head, a single The ones against Stoke, Finn, did you think there was a foul on him in the nah, box? Which one? I, I would against Stoke. He got like shoulder. Uh, he was like a shoulder barge, and he went flying. Oh, it's a, yeah, La Liga and penalty in it. But no, Chris Ullimo was on the comms. Was adamant that was a pen. <laughs> and to be fair, in the in the prem, if that went to VAR, mm. some would give it. Or if it got given, yeah. I don't think it'd be overturned. He's in a I think he'll win us. Yeah. I think he'll win us a lot yeah. of set pieces this season. To be fair, I said that to I said that to my dad when I was at the game. I think he's one of those players that will just constantly get hacked down. I think we could get yeah. him, we could get some decent set pieces out of him. Um, just depends really. Him yeah. and Adama. He does need to. He, gonna, yeah. he does need to bulk out though. Like you see players like Neto, for example, he, he looks huge now. Um, Trinkau, I think, is just a little bit too slim. He's got nothing yeah. on him, virtually. Um, it looks so much more silky when he does it with his little shoulders. But yeah, anyone, oh, anywhere yeah, like said... Neves as well. That area of the pitch is our, our only hope, isn't it, really? Tom, have you been impressed with anyone in pre-season before we move on to Wolves' absolute shambles of <laughs> <laughs> at the minute? Yeah. Um, anyone uh, who's, who's impressed yeah, yeah. you? There's been yeah, yeah. quite a few, actually. Uh, Jason, obviously, before he got injured, everyone was oh, of course. hoping him. But, Good shout. Um, I thought, I think Keanu Hoover's had an excellent pre-season. I don't think he's done much wrong. He's, a couple of mistakes here and there. The penalty against Coventry wasn't, wasn't great. But I think that, you know, he's, he's, done, he's not done himself too much harm. Uh, Max Kilman, another player that I think a lot of people wanted to see more, have more game time. I think he's better, maybe better on the left. He, there was a point he looks a little bit un- uncomfortable on, on the opposite side. But I think he's been really good. Marcel, it's lasted four yes. games. What was going on there? He's played loads in here as well. He's played every game. He's played every game. It's more, I think he just deserves it just for that, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I'm amazed. He played two games in, in two days, and he's the one player that was, probably wasn't injured. Um, Hugo Bueno as well. is another one. Hugo Bueno, I think, was yeah. decent. Bueno looks sweet. Quite a few of the youngsters. I like Bueno. Yeah, yeah I like Bueno. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, no, I, 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 yeah, and apart from that, I agree with all the Finns shouts. I think the attacking players have, have looked really sharp as well. And Neves. How good, well. how good does like? Oh, I'm not going to say Neves. Um, how good, <laughs> how good, how good does Neves look? They won't like the past. I mean, at Coventry, I guess against a lesser opponent, he absolutely ran the show. And then against Celta Vigo, it was like the Neves of the Championship, the unshackled Neves, the one who gets forward, mm. the one who plays those risky forward passes. It was just hardest to God. And, and you get people who are saying, like, oh, if someone coming 40 million, flog him. I think if you looked at him last season, you might have a case for that. But this pre-season, he looks different gravy again, doesn't he, Dave? Yeah, un- <clears throat> unbelievable. I think that game against Celta Vigo, there was one in particular, I think he played a through ball to Adama, which, like you said, is just that, that sort of risky pass or, or forward pass 
that we've been missing and lacking. And like you say, you know, there's been compilations going around the last couple of weeks of him in the championship and some of the balls he was playing. I know it's a different level, but, you know, we've not seen that enough in the Premier League and it just seemed very negative and backwards under Nuno. Although I did see a graphic, um, I think in the top five leagues, he was like second or third for most progress, like forward passes. passes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, but I think, you know, with Trincao, Adama either side, like you say, winning those fouls as well um, and stretching teams out, especially if you're getting wing-backs higher up, I think Neves is going to have a really, really strong season. And fingers crossed, I think I think we'll keep him personally. Um, fingers oh, crossed we do keep him and I think it could be a big, big year for him. I, I think like, we've seen the past couple of seasons, he's been able to do the dirty side, the, you know, keep things ticking, the defensive side, really good reading the game, interceptions. If you get him doing that and also the stuff he was doing in the Championship and in pre-season, mate, he, he's doubling his value. Midfielder. Yeah, you're yeah. doubling his value straight away. If you, if he does like you say, if we're valuing him at forty million now, if he can add add assists to his game because he scored, a, I know a few were from penalties, but he was getting in the box a lot more last season. He scored a couple of goals and should have put more chances away last season. Um, and adding those assists and crossfield balls, you're doubling his value straight away. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, I think we'll keep hold of him too. But here's hoping. Right, chaps. Let's move on to Wolves at the minute and. I think, and 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 how they how they're being run behind the scenes as a commercial entity. Let's start start with the ticketing pricing, um, season tickets, and and obviously the, the the new pricing for single match day and tickets and new season tickets. Finn, what's what's your thoughts on it? I know it has split opinions somewhat. You get some fans who expect everything for free, but then you also expect. Some fans will pay well, pay fifteen hundred quid. It's it's a difficult one, isn't it? Yeah, and first and foremost, I want everyone to get out their violin because the corporate prices. I know, like I know, I know what's coming. This in. hasn't had enough yeah, publicity. No, that's why the prices, <laughs> <laughs> the prices they've put up for us because it hasn't had any publicity. It's ridiculous. Like, how much? How much have they gone up for, for people who? who... Don't know. Well, it's, I'm in the. I'm not technically in corporate. I'm in like the bit in between, and that's gone up forty percent. Um, I know that the steeple boxes, I think they were 10, they're now up to 13 grand for a season. Um, uh, yeah, ours was 40%, but obviously that it's been obviously like the, the normal tickets. What were they about? Is it six, seven percent increase or something like yeah, that? Yeah, but you're missing, Everyone... that, you're missing the key bit here, Finn. Yeah, for corporate, right? You no longer get a free drink, and Finn is absolutely Mate, good. Honestly, <laughs> I, I was like, right, take take 40 percent more money, but don't take my diet coke. Well, I think that's a real <laughs> kick in the bollocks. Don't you, Finn? Don't you feel that's a kick in the bollocks? Like, we're, we're upping it by 40 percent. You know, that free drink you can have where you can shove it up your ass. That's, the, that's the thing. It's like, mm. I'd rather than put it up 50 percent, like 40 percent than the goal, by the way. <laughs> You know that drink. Why take away the drink? I know, I know that's not all going to be talking about, but it really, really got me. But no, um, this, is, this is what it is because it's not. It's not principle, everyone. isn't it? It's yeah, principle. Yeah. Is your every day season ticket? Oh, do you got people like yourself who go go corporate, and it's not just you, you, you one or two matches a season. Fan who's feeling it. It's it, it seems to be everyone, isn't it, Tom? Yeah, I mean, I think I'll, I'll be honest. For me, it is different because obviously I don't live in Wolverhampton anymore for for the main part, and I tend to just get to whatever game I can get tickets for. I'll go, for example, the Vigo game. I think the the last game I went to before that was the Norwich game at home, where we we won three yeah. nil. So a lot of it is you know is is just getting tickets where I can. Um, so in terms of the season ticket prices. Um, you know, I, I think some of the increases are, are, are crazy. 
I, I don't think that it's unbelievably bad, but I think a lot of the negative reaction has come from the fact that, one, we've just come out of a pandemic where a lot of people have lost a lot of money. Uh, we've come off the back of our probably most boring season in, in a, quite a while. You know, um, it was like Lambert-level entertainment. <laughs> it was it was so poor. Um, so I think you... And, and then I think also the lack of investment in the team... I think it's all culminated in, well, why should we have to pay an extra 100, 200 pounds um, when we can see that there's something, you know, you're not really backing it up or there's very inconsistent messages coming out of the club. I think that they did the loyalty points system. They announced that so poorly where ev everyone, ev everyone bought the membership and then they chose then to announce, oh, by the way, memberships don't really mean anything this season. Um, and then they backtracked on it and then sent a new release out. And I read that and I was still confused, to be honest. They should about, have just like, owned that. Just like, just, just run. If you're going to do it, run with it. Don't like backtrack. Yeah. I think that makes it look even worse, mate. Yeah, 100%. Because then fans are like, well, we've made them change this. Now, what else can we make? Yeah. yeah. And uh, every, everyone, everyone's position is different. I'm, I'm very fortunate myself that. I can still afford to go. And if there's another probably a couple hundred quid, I can still afford to go. But then I'm also like, if it's more than that, it's do I want to afford to go? And I think there's quite a few people like that, Dave, isn't there? That we, you know, we, we, we're paying top six prices, but we're not being served the top six product. Yeah, yeah. I, to be fair, I was pleasantly surprised by the renewal price. I thought it was, <clears throat> I was genuinely, what do we, I pay uh, adult ticket behind the goals. I think I paid about 460 quid which I was pleasantly surprised about. And honestly, I expected it to be over 700 quid, even with the Same. money off. Um, so I was very, very happy with that. Now, it's a case of next season. Are they going to... I'm not expecting it to be the same price again. Are they going to honour those prices that they said? Like, Or are they going to be... You know, because it's weird how they've structured this year. You've got renewal prices, and then you've got prices if you're a new season ticket holder. So the current season ticket holders, are they going to pay the new season ticket prices next year? Because that's like a 200, 300 pound increase. Yeah. Um, so I think... <sighs> I think, like you say, you know, we are paying top dollar. I know they said on the Ask All series, oh, you know, you've been paying a good price, which is fair enough. But at the same time, if you're expecting fans to pay more more money, you want the experience to be better. And that's by playing better football, seeing better players and just having a better experience. And at the moment, three quarters of that ground is not a good experience. Um, you know, there's just so many areas that need improving. And there were promises that were made three or four years ago. And I understand we've had a pandemic for like almost, you know, a quarter of that, but it's just, it's still below par at the moment, a lot of aspects. And I'm really hoping it does improve. And I think, you know, they've, if if things go pear-shaped at the start of this season and by the end of August, we haven't signed anyone of note, I don't think Bruno Large is going to get the stick. It's going to be the board getting a lot of stick mm, as well. 100%, yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm right, I think... So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they really need to improve aspects of it. But like I said, pleasantly surprised by the renewal prices. Uh, but there's just a few aspects and like you said I have seen people that unfortunately can't afford it um, just little things like a lot of season tickets came up again and again I'd assume that's partly unfortunately people may may well have passed away uh, people can't afford it people don't want to go because of how crap the football was last year and how crap the club's been run um, so and even Leicester tickets I thought they would be so hot you wouldn't be able to yeah. get them it took like an extra yeah. week for them to sell out 
So uh, that could be a number of things. People may still be cautious about the virus. People still, again, can't afford it. Um, so it, 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 it's going to be interesting to see how things pan out uh, over the season. But these next three weeks are massive for the club, really. The board have got to back it off. need to change that. I need to change that walkout song as well. It's been the same walkout song. For Which one is it? Which one is it again? Rising, isn't it? Rising. Even do it on the drum. Same thing every time. <laughs> I need to get that bloke on. from from Sunderland. That, uh, what's his name? They the director, even... the CEO. Uh, yeah, to okay. <laughs> they don't even do the. Um, <laughs> yeah. They don't even do the flame thing anymore. What happened to that? They got banned in it. Yeah, I think that's too much. The fireworks got banned. The flame throws. I think they'll have them back for the prem. Well, on that point, um, mix it, it up a little bit. Come on, <laughs> fresh, freshen it up. That's the thing. Like, I think just everything sort of feels like it just needs to freshen up. Everything yeah. still feels kind of the same. Mm. On that point, and, Dave just made as well. Sorry, yeah. Matt, about um, like people mate. not taking up tickets. I, I spoke to some of the people. You know, I said well, I was going up forty percent, and they said, "Well, we've got a waiting list of however many x hundred people season it's tickets. They've got a waiting list of thousands of thousands." And I think I don't want to get too sort of existential, but the amount of games I've been to in the last few years in the Premier League, Arsenal, Chelsea, and it just feels soulless in there. You're an away team, you're making all the noise. I worry that, obviously, some of these people will be like diehard Wolves fans that maybe went 30 years ago and want to get a season ticket now. But it, it made me think, like, with the corporate ones, there's still a real... Co- there's an atmosphere in there, and I think that's going to disappear. And in the stadium, if you keep pricing people out that are the, the core fans in three, four years, you've just got people in there that that will be like the Arsenal Stadium, the Chelsea Stadium. I really worry about that because I've said for so long, I don't want us to be like that. I want us to be the ground where people go, wow, what an atmosphere. Wow, what a fan base. And if it's just people coming along because they can afford it and it's not proper yeah. fan, I know it's not going to be like that in every I'm really case, surprised. I really do worry I'm re- about that. I'm really surprised they haven't pushed more for the Steve Ball to be done as well because I can't mm. remember exactly the figures mm. off the top of my head, but the figures they were getting for corporate sales, if they got that done up, were ridiculous, like the amount mm. of money they were making. So I'm really surprised they haven't pushed for that to be done sooner. And, and I, I, I may have sat there like 10 years ago. I've not sat in there recently, but apparently by judging what I read on social media almost every other day, it, it sounds absolutely dreadful. I don't... I get away fans coming to me saying we hate coming to Molyneux. It's an horrible place to go. It's always it's always loud. It's always, um, it, it's always intimidating. And I love that. And like you said, yeah. Finn, they need to make improvements to the ground, but... If you if you take out these legacy fans and fill it full of you know white collared corporate, then it's it's gonna it's gonna lose it overnight. But talking about obviously the, the steeple sinking into the ground, its foundation has been there over forty years now. We we were we were, no, it's, it genuinely is this seriously is, sinking into the ground? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my We we learned the news, uh, learned of the news this week that the Graham Houston won't be open for the first uh, oh, two, two or three games. <laughs> Now, I've never, ever, ever seen a fan base lose their shit over <laughs> a temporary... I say temporary stand, it's been there, what, 13 years or 18 years, I can't remember it was. But I think that that kind of little piece of information, which on the grand scheme of things isn't massive, was blown up. And I think that kind of sums up or sums up fans' frustration, doesn't it, Tom? I, I think it's... it's I think... There is sort of an undercurrent of things are just waiting for that one thing. Like I, some people are just waiting for that one thing to it yeah. just explode. I, I think it is just a culmination of the whole feeling around the place at the moment. It's really odd. Um, I've never been into a season, uh, maybe apart from sort of the, the championship days and stuff where we were sort of languishing. 
um, where there's just so much tension. There's so much tension at the moment about everything. Um, and I, I think the fact that why people are annoyed is that they've banged the drum about, oh, we need to, you need to pay higher prices so we can generate more revenue. We want to get more fans in, but they haven't expanded the stadium. They had 18 months to do it whilst there were no fans in the grounds, albeit, okay, we, you know, money was, was maybe tight. Um, I think now the fact that 1,800 tickets are now gone, um, I think is probably why people are annoyed because it's like, well, you want to try and get more fans in. You haven't bothered to expand the stadium. Um, I think a part of that is, um, I think Vinnie Clark himself isn't particularly popular from what I've seen on, on Twitter. So the fact that he, the fact that it's in his department, I think people were, were also, you know, quick to sort of jump on it. I think also the fact, I think the club knew about it. Um, There's been very conflicting reports. Like apparently someone said they, they, the club knew about it for 18 months. Uh, some uh, Vinnie Clark apparently to Wolves Fancastle or whatever said that this the the checks have only just come in the past couple of weeks. So uh, you know it's it's the whole what's going on sort of thing. We don't the club aren't transparent with it. You know everyone's sort of trying to guess or read between the lines. Um, and at the end of the day, it's eighteen hundred fans that can't go to the game. Yeah, and 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 they talk about trying to like maximise match day revenue and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it, really it just makes no sense. It makes no that. sense. You're missing out on forty to sixty no grand sense. at least of sales there. Like at least, and I know it. Like uh, someone said to me, "It's fuck all." Like, That's Vinnie Clark's about? breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as Vinnie Clark would say, it makes more of the revenue than we realise as fans. Mm-hmm. No, like <laughs> I think it's daft. Like you said, they apparently they knew about it eighteen months ago, and then. They have apparently it was up to standard, and then they've had, they have like quarterly checks or something like that, and it's just all of a sudden come about that it's not up to standards. We'll get it way above standards. Don't fucking have it yeah. on on the edge of the threshold. Mm-hmm. And like you said earlier, like it was we were at tipping point as fans, and it just needed something as stupid as that just to tip fans over the edge, and that's what it did. And then but I, you had I, some I, oh, I had some you had some your dars going oh uh, I never knew all the walls fans are building construction offices. Experts, I was like, shut yeah, up, man. Yeah. Yeah, like, oh, you, know, yeah. you can't criticise anyone at the moment. Uh, people, you've got it. You shouldn't ever, ever imagine now. They say, "Oh, we have checks on every stand." Imagine, yeah, t- tomorrow the Premier League check the Steve Ball. Say, "Now this ain't up to scratch. It's sinking into the ground." You know, just fucking get it sorted. Just get it. You're losing. You're losing. Yeah. I sound like Neil Warnock then. Right now, get it sorted. Fucking. You know what? It should you, you never be on I the thought, threshold. I, th- I thought it was incredibly poor, and this isn't a dig at the fan cast in any way. And it's a fantastic scoop for them. Um, so it's not a dig at you, chaps. But the way that that statement was released via a fan channel, I mean, the best of that situation could have been if it was released by the Wolves Trust. But for that to well, come help. out of... Yeah, hmm. for, that, for that to not yeah. to come from the club, when all we've been banging on about is we need to put ticket price, but we need to maximise revenue from, from, from ticket to match day hospitality. For that to come through a fan channel, like I said, Nothing to where it could have been fantastic, it could have been 77 club, it could have been Tom Rouse. Yeah, for that to come from them, <laughs> maybe not Tom Rouse, that'd have been even worse. But for that to come from them, <laughs> I just think it just it just reeks of unprofessionalism. Fair yeah, thoughts. I, I, I thoughts, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it is just the fact that it is such a, a little thing, but I think it's the yeah. fact that it is just carelessness. And mm. Jeff Shee also said in the Axe Wolves that he's got the best team that he thinks he's ever had behind the scenes. And when you're coming out with statements like that and then you have little things like this, that yes, 
in in real realistically, you look at it, is it much of a big deal? I think not particularly. But you got eight, like like Dave said, you're losing match day revenue. Eighteen hundred fans can't go. It's such a simple thing to fix. It's been overlooked. Obviously, there's been no communication from the club yet again. Even though they, you know, they, they keep banging on about the communication. Okay, Ask Walls was good, but the fact that that's happened how many months ago was that? Two months ago. For- you know, and it, right. and it's it's sort of gone back to the usual kind of what's going on sort of thing. I, I think it's I think it's the fact that it's such a uh, an easy thing to fix that hasn't been done is what is annoying fans. Mm. I don't I, think I don't think was so fabricated though as well. Like it was yeah. good and it was what we've been asking for, but it was still so fabricated. I don't yeah. think it's yeah. his best team either. It's a team of it's his best team of yes men. People that are gonna it's not people that are gonna challenge him. I could see. Laurie Darimple, I could see Kevin Felwell challenging things that the club tried to do. Whereas probably these, I just think that... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Genuinely, it probably mm. is. And I think that they're... We all thought Felwell was yes a villain, man. like... <laughs> Turns out he yeah. was actually um, our prince. Well, he was experienced in what he did, wasn't he? There's no one There's no one there that, that we know of that has been put in front Scott of Sellers Cameron, was an under-23s manager and somehow now he's our like, director of football technical director. <laughs> that is, like, that, that's the one thing that does my head in. This, this, it's, it is mental. Like we, if, if you want to compete for the top six, you, we have to have a director of football. I don't care what he's, Jeff Shea says and says, oh, he's essentially a director of football. For me, I just don't think that that's... You can't just keep the same staff and just promote them. Yeah. It's not you. It's like I, I watched... I think all of us watch Ask Wars. I still wasn't completely convinced by the like the the, the whole table of people there. I was just I don't know, like no. some of them had been already been at Wolves and they were given like new titles and it just seems really strange. I, I just don't know what on earth is going. I, 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 how can you have that's... a how can you have a team of six people? Man yeah, City have got like a team of about a hundred. They've got like a yeah. hundred lawyers. Yeah, in that video. It's mental. The technical but... director went. All of our transfers just go through Jorge Mendes anyway. Like easy job, we, isn't it? Yeah. We, we don't we don't need one because we never ever sign no. or Lo- a link with someone that, that that Mendes doesn't broker the deal. Bruno Bruno Large has referenced the Chief Scout a lot though in his recent things, which is interesting. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know who's chart of chart. John Marshall used to be Chief Scout, but there's another guy mm. now I think linked to it. But it, it's interesting that they he um, praised the scouting stuff a lot for the Mascara one. Which I suppose is because it's not a Mendes deal, but I just I just think the whole staff at the moment. I think no disrespect to Jeff Shee, he didn't have a, a huge idea about football when he first joined the club. All it needs is someone like Scott Sellers for him to sit down with him, starts spouting shit about x x amount of players or x amount of tactics, and Jeff Shee was like, bloody hell, he knows his stuff, doesn't he? And then you know it, it, yeah. it'll just start rising up. It's like I don't know, it's a daft example, but uh, Vias Boas was in the same apartment place as uh, Robson. And he started talking and talking to him, and he goes, "Fucking hell, you know your stuff." And then somehow managed to wangle his way into a job. Um, it, it's stuff like that. It's it's they need there's there's good directors of footballs out there, good technical directors out there. We're doing it on the cheap at the moment, and I fear with Bruno Large, he's a yes man as well at the moment. I know he's demanding transfers in the in the um, interviews, but I still think he's a yes man. I think he's an easy target. Dave, I'm absolutely loving this brutal honesty, mate. Oh, <laughs> loving it like, no no it's no it, it, it's frustrating it's frustrating yeah because yeah. dave you are like you you try and be so diplomatic in what you say i'm a bit and of a happy clapper to... and i am oh yeah, you really <laughs> not, but... yeah, yeah there you go i've said <laughs> it just, yeah. just just a little bit just yeah. a little yeah. bit. You're, you're coming out and saying stuff like that for me and it's the same with you and in our group chat i'm trying to remain positive but 
it just seems that everyone is now like, right, I'm taking the piss a bit now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah. 5,000 paper cuts, isn't it? It's like, right, I can take that. I can take the yeah. stand not being ready. I can take, but it's like, once you poke the bear too many points. Yeah. You know what's going to happen, though? This podcast, <laughs> once you take that this podcast is going to come out and we're going to sign some somebody for about 40 million tomorrow afternoon. That's, you know it's going to happen. That's something I want to say as well, <laughs> just to be like devil's day. advocate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to, to play devil's advocate. In the Ask Wolves, they said, we're going to sign players late and we're stuck with something we haven't really discussed on money is the European restrictions. That don't really make sense to me, but apparently it's really screwed us over getting into Europe so quickly. So hopefully the signings do come later on and we've got to stay patient with that. Obviously, these first three games could be absolute murder. But again, we've got to still be poked and make sure the, the bear doesn't kick off too much. But Let's just talk about recruitment quite quickly because I'm conscious of the time. We've still got our, our predictions to get through. But so let's start with, with you, Tom. Uh, Ait Nuri coming in. Yeah. yeah. Um, Patricio out, Sarin. Uh, which is essentially a strike shot with a few more, few bit more money on top, and then Trincao on loan. Um, how many more do we need? How many more are we going to get? Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll be honest. I, I agree with Finners actually. I, I, I think that whilst I think silently, like I'm, I'm nervous about transfers. I do. They, Fosen did say it, it won't be until like the end of the window. So, and we have historically done that. Um, so I'm not too. Concerned, I think you know. Just trying to summarise the, the overall mood of the fan base at the moment it is little things, but in terms of transfers, I think we need at least three more. Um, I think a centre back, obviously, a centre mid, and I would say a striker. I think I still think the the spine of the team needs just extra reinforcements. Your Kushlu, I think he'd be an astute signing. To be honest, yeah. smart signing, not much money, solid player, uh, can do a job. Um, you know, we can't be any worse than what we've got. So he will, he will improve the squad. Um, yeah, again, a striker, Kangin Lee. He's very quick, versatile, would suit the squad. Uh, and then centre-backs, I, I don't even know. I mean, Vestergaard, I just can't imagine in a high-line system. He would just be absolutely be skinned every time. <laughs> but yeah, three more. Dave, how many do you think we're going to get through the door? I, I, to be fair, I'm, a, I, I'm I'm still remaining fairly positive. I still think they're going to do business, but I know yeah. I know you're kind of in that boat still a bit, aren't you? Aren't you, Dave? I think I think we will, but it's just it's just frustrating because it's happened to us. And I know this is a very selfish point of view now. I look at, I'm looking at uh, in terms of fan channels, right? And all these ones like Spurs and everyone who's having these busy windows and loads of rumours. You know, just fucking views are up and everything. <laughs> Talking Wolves, genuinely, the last three years, have just stood still during these summers because there is a jackal to talk about. But like, even there's no rumours. And I, I suppose that is a good thing because, you know, people aren't making up rubbish about us and so on. But it's just weird how quiet it is at the moment. It's been very little rumours with any sort of, uh, you know, substance the last few weeks. But... Um, ideally, I'd want four, uh, but I think three, similar to what Tom said, probably a striker, centre mid, and a centre back. Ideally, I'd want two centre halves. In terms of outs, Otisau is a weird one. Uh, again, I think that split the fan base a little bit. Judging on pre-season, I don't think he's been great from what he's played. Even during last season, whenever I've seen him in the 23s, you just never know when he's going to turn up and have a good game. Um, so. If you can get five, six million for him, I think that's okay business. If you can get uh, your Kush Lewin for the same price, I think that's even better business. Um, centre back, possibly Sace out and, and somebody else in. I think, you know, a better, a much better one. Even someone like, I know it's, 
he's been linked before. He's a D-op, someone like that, just to have a, a little bit more experience in there. And like I say, it's a, a decent striker in on, on loan. Um, but it, it's not the end of the world if we don't get one of those in. But ideally, centre mid-centre off at, at the very, very least. Finn? Yeah, especially with Bruno saying he wants two in every position. You've got two goalkeepers, two fullbacks on each side. Probably need a centre-back, as you are saying. Midfield, you've got Martinho, Neves, Dendonka and Carvalho. You're costly, one of those two. Your wingers, you're pretty sorted. If you're going to play with a number 10 and play with four at the back, then I think Kangin Lee can play there as well, can't he? Anywhere across the three. That would be a lovely one. So if you're talking about views, Dave, get him in. Um, But Morgan as well in that place. And then then your strikers as well. Um, So... Yeah, same three, maybe four if you were, if you could chuck a little nice loan in there for a fourth. But those three definitely need addressing. Just the outs as well, like you're saying, Ottisawi, that would be good business. Because Carvalho, 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 I don't know, the William, um, he was going right. cheap as well, wasn't he? I think so you just need someone like that. He was I just, I just so, even, so yeah. sluggish. Yeah. So well, you're costly then. Similar price I'm to me. I think someone there. Koshlu. Your Koshlu is a far yeah. better player than even from watching Good for puns Koshlu. as well, any of the vlogs. Yeah, okay. he was okay last season, wasn't he? The, the business we've done is good, though. <laughs> to be honest, give folks some credit. Like the players we have signed, are, are good players. Jose yeah, Sars, good goalkeeper. Yeah, Nori. I mean, can you can you kind of class that because he was here last season? Um, but I still think the deal for that I thought was really good business. The fact that we got it down from twenty to ten and got Vanagra out for the same fee. We basically paid nothing, and we got ten in the end. Yeah, it's meant. I, I thought that was an excellent bit of business. Um, to be honest, at the start of the window, we were all loving it. We've, we had what three mm-hmm. signings through, three four signings through the door within a, like two weeks. Um, we got eight Nori on a, on a much cheaper deal. Everyone was thinking, "Well, oh, this is going to be great." And then since then, it's just been radio silence. Yeah. I, I missed uh, when I when I said three signings. I missed Big Jerry as well. So apologies, Jerry, yeah. if you listen. Yeah, beast. Um, Absolute beast. He's a. I like. I like a lot of look of him. To be fair, he's he's pretty raw, but he's got all the attributes to be a very good centre half. Anyway, moving on, chaps, to your 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 predictions for the upcoming season. Now, I know we've spoke about like a lot can change from now until the end of August, but we'll start with as of now, as of the tenth of August, where are Wolves going to finish this season, Dave? Twelfth place. As it stands. Finn? What were we last year? 14th? 13th, 14th? I think. 13th. I've gone 13th. Unlucky season. I've I've oh, flicked dear. between 7th and 20th, like watching pre-season games. I think, God, we're screwed. I know, actually, we look quite good. So I've gone somewhere in the middle. How 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 soon will it be before someone says it's a transition season again? <laughs> it three probably games. Be. Three games, <laughs> mate. If Tim Spears is Wolf 4.0, then I'm, I'm going to explode. <laughs> <laughs> The transition season, new manager, new players. Yeah. Yeah. Um, players. How, 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 I'd say how, how soon until we see the Bruno outshots, but I've already seen a couple. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, sure, sure oh, I saw someone say in pre season because he played a back five. He promised us a 4 4 2. He promised us fuck all, mate. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm, I mean, that's I'm ridiculous. I'm not one to shy away really? from calling for a manager's head, but bloody hell, at least give it, at least give him to Man United at home, bloody hell. If, unless um, he did a Mike, unless he did a Mike Bassett press conference at the start of his Wolves campaign, he didn't promise yeah, no four four two. I tell you that. So, where are Wolves going to finish this season in the Premier League? Seventh. Come on, the boys. Europe's coming oh, back. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, no. I, I, in, in, in all honesty, I think it's going to be another mixed season. I, I think. 12th. I, I can't 
it really depends on on the on the last few weeks of the window. I, 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 I with the current squad, twelve. Okay, cool. Um, What's yours, Max? Don't matter. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> come, on. It safe. Look come on! You can't Pussy. get away with that. You can't get away with that. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say thirteenth. We're all very, we're in the all pretty much the around the same, yeah, yeah, same yeah. place. I'm, I'm just gonna pick whatever else is picking. No, yeah. I've not even thought about it to be honest. <laughs> I've just got to put the questions yeah. together. Um, <laughs> Dave, who's gonna be your surprise package this season? Which player do you think is gonna be? the dark horse and have a really big impact on the team that wouldn't necessarily say would usually do if that doesn't that makes absolutely no sense I know, I get it. <laughs> yeah morgan gibbs white oh he's gone for it he's gone for it early he's gone for it early why do you think morgan's gonna have a big season mate i think he's been class in pre-season i think he's genuinely been up there as one of the best players looks sharper looks quicker looks more confident just hope he doesn't he keeps trying these little dummies and back back heels and that i just hope one of those doesn't you know Come back to haunting, but he's looking good, man. Looking good. Finn, who's yours? Well, until a few minutes before the podcast, I had Brentford down as our surprise package. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, and uh, an <laughs> Good player. Quality <laughs> uh, lad. I, I think France. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. And then I write, oh, panic, and I changed it to Morgan. But I want to be different now. So um, I'll go... I like the look of Hoover in the last few games, and I don't think Semedo's going to be playing fantastic. Like he hasn't exactly asserted that place, has he? Especially if we play a three at the back as well, Hoover could potentially play in a in a pacey back line that we might need. So maybe him. But I did have Morgan down as top, mate. After the Coventry game, and admittedly, I had a few beers in the video. I said I've never seen Hoover have a good game. And then mm-hmm. against Celta Vigo, it was quite I thought, really, I yeah. thought he was dreadful against Coventry, honestly. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was cool. someone, 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 I know he didn't someone, goal. Yeah, someone challenged Stop me on that. Yeah, someone challenged me on it. But I thought, he's, I thought he had a good game when he was playing wing back or whatever. I thought, no, he was he was crap. So, mm. But like I said, I, I, you know, I ate my own words. I thought he was brilliant uh, against Celta Vigo. I ate it when that happens. It was horrible, oh. isn't it? So I hold your hands up, mate. Yeah. You have, mate. You have. You've got to say. I'd rather be club. proved wrong. You'd rather be proved Nacho. wrong in a good yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, Tom, who's your dark horse? Um, I had thought Morgan initially. Um, oh, I actually think. I, I actually, I actually think. Ne- I'm, it's interesting. I actually think Nelson Samedo. I think in this system, gonna he's going to be so good. No, he, honestly, some of the he was getting when he gets up the pitch, him in the Dharma. So good on the right hand side. I think it'll probably be him and Trinko, but I, I think in this system he can really be a, a, a good ass. I'll put him in my FPL, so I, I hope he does. Um, Not for the yeah, first three Samedo, games. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Samedo got... or um, Dendonka. Oh, Dendonka. Yeah. I've got an yeah. idea. That is left. That is left. You're gonna have to explain that. I just I, when he came on against Celta Vigo, I'll be honest. He looked he looked a lot sharper than he did last season. Um, I don't know whether that's just my personal perspective, but I think I think under large, I think he I think he's had time now. He didn't really play much with Belgium. Um, I think you know he's had enough time to sort of rest and recuperate. He just looks shattered and knackered and and just clunky last season. But I think this season, genuinely, him and Neves against v, Celta Vigo, I, I was impressed. Mm. I think it'll I start think against Leicester. Be, uh, yeah, think I think Dendonka and Neves could genuinely be a, a good pairing under large, but. It's him. It's him or Samedo. I think they're just two players that I think will benefit from the system. I've, you wouldn't, I've got you wouldn't a name think for you, 
second. I've got a name for you. Have you? You might might laugh at me. Uh, Marcel. Ooh. He popped into my head, actually. The the fact that he's kept Aynori out of the team. He's, yeah. he's mad. I find and he mad. nearly and scored he... as well, didn't he? At the week arriving, mate. Like. He get look at the positions he was getting in, like at Vigo. He adds that final ball. I've seen it. He's he's a decent crosser of the ball. Um, mm. Normally, I don't think he's been too so much. Yeah, yeah. But genuinely, might get a couple of goals as well this year. You know. I had eight Nori in my FPL, yeah. and now I've taken him out because of Marcel. So. I ain't got a kick <laughs> since since uh, Adama come back. Paid like nearly 30 million for a right back, and he's saying, Log him up here, Dark Horse. It's just how the recruitment's well. been the past few windows, yeah. isn't it, really? I'd, mate, I'd even say Neves as well. Like, There's no one I know he, he's not, you know, he's going to be consistent and a good performer, but I just I just feel like we're going to see a completely different player this season him, before he gets in to be shipped off to United on the last, the last day of the window. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Yeah. That wasn't our surprise package. It was in yeah. Spurs. Right. Unpopular opinion for the upcoming season. Bit of a difficult one, this. So I thought you've, you've had to think about it, lads. But I'm going to start with Tom. Oh, God. You put me on the spot, actually. I haven't thought. Unpopular opinion. Um, Dave, have you got one? Yeah, I've got I one. I don't think... Go on, oh. then. Go on. Go on, Tom. You've had your chance, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan gives right to be called up to the England squad before the end of the season. Ooh. <laughs> Wow, it's a competitive, it's competitive is... squad. Who's just laughed there? Big uh, yeah. That was my mum. Even she knew I was taking the piss. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, no, yeah, I think it's a very competitive squad, but he, knocking on the door, I think he could be in the squad. Finn? I didn't really know, I didn't really know what to go with, but I'm going to say it'll probably be unpopular with about 50% of the fan base. I'm going to say Adam is going to double his best goal tally in a season for Wolves Ooh, at least. At least I 10. like that. Get beyond ten. that, mate. Daddy Adama. Ten. Shoes. Ten league goals. Yeah, go on. Or all comps. Carabao Cup. No, oh, shall I cover myself? Double uh, hat trick. No, I'll go Oxford. Prem. I'll go Prem. Oh. Prem. <laughs> Six goals wow. against Oxford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fins in. Second round of the Carabao Cup. I've done it. <laughs> Tom, what about you, mate? Um, I think Den Donker will score... Eight or more goals. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to say like Premier League Player of the Year or something. Definitely. Eight goals. That's that's That is decent. Eight goals from Den Donker. Are you laughing? Because if Bruno Lodge is listening to this and made him our penalty taker now. <laughs> Eight goals. Trust me, he'll have a super season. That's good numbers for him. You got one. I back. can't wait for your Koshlis to come in for him to get to Latvia. <laughs> 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 oh god I've got to back him now I can't mate he gets in some he gets in some really good positions he just can't yeah him, he, he could he had a couple of decent long range shots against Celta Vigo I reckon he'll get over wait, five wait Tom is this league goal sorry or all comps no he uh, league goals league, league yeah all oh, comps no, will, double, I'll, all, no. all comps will get 15 <laughs> and number seven <laughs> double hatching against Oxford come on trust me trust me the to get this now. Goals in all check can do it boys never know. You, you, asked, oh, you asked me to put oh an unpopular God. opinion oh. you got to go you got to go a bit bonkers oh. sometimes. Oh. what else have we got ex- to get excited it's realistic about? well it's not actually it's landed in Dunker 15 goals in all Matt what's yours I have you wrote the questions come on he's got to have the answers um, 
Why are you thinking, Matt? Do you know who does need to get more accurate as well, like Dendonka? Max Kilman on corners. He really annoyed yeah. me in the Delta Vigo game. Absolute mm. 50 pence, said. He'll get 15 goals as well, actually. Here we go. Yeah, 15 for him. Max Kilman to score 10. Double figures for Max Kilman this season. To register 35 assists now. Oh, my. Shut up, man. One for every million. One for every million. Every Now, I think Nelson Semedo to register seven plus assists in all comps. I think that's fair. Very fair. All comps. Oh, come on. You've got to go. I'll go for him then. I'll put my bollocks. No, Carabao Cup only. That's Nelson Semedo for player of the season would be an unpopular opinion. Nah. Oh, nah. Well, well, not, not if, if Dendonka's getting 15 from midfield. <laughs> well. The Dharma's getting, well. the Dharma's getting no, at least go. 10. Yeah. We're winning the what he's getting the England score. Yeah. We're winning top four, trust me. Yeah. And we're finishing 13th. <laughs> leaking goals. Yeah, we'll we'll concede 80 goals and score 70. So, top goal scorer, Dave. We already know who Tom's is. <laughs> 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 Got to be him in his. Got to be him in his. How sharp yeah. does he look, man? Yeah, he looks good, man. He looks good. I think he's. Uh, he's he had an interview saying he was still getting used to that sort of helmet thing. And I think they, they, I, I didn't realise they were changing it like every game, apparently, to make it more comfortable for him and stuff. Um, so I think they've got it down to a, a T now. So, yeah, he's got to be the, the top bagsman. Still getting used to his helmet, Finn. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> talking yeah, of boy. helmets. Who's your top <laughs> I've gone for him as well. Yeah, he just looks back to. Do you know what was really encouraging as well that he was trying in like when he's had like ten good games in a row and he starts doing the flicks and stuff when it's like yeah. prime him and everybody's like, mm-hmm. all right, mate, calm down a little bit now. He's already at that level, so maybe tone that down a bit and yeah, get the goals. Um, but no, yeah, it's got to be him or or Adam. Tom, do I need to ask you, mate? Or... Oh no, it's got to be no, it's him and us. Yeah, he looks unbelievable considering he's been out for like. Over well, at least a year, isn't it? He, mate, been? He's chucking himself into a lot of challenges as well, man. Yeah, he, 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 he was he was challenging Freddy's. He was he was fighting. To, he was pressing hard to get the ball back. He was doing flicks. He was doing nice passes. Getting in the box, shooting. Should have scored probably one or two. I, I, I think he'll get about thirty goals this season. Flipping it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm, that's a joke. Oh, that, that, that was a joke. No. I, 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 yeah, it's on record now, son. It's on the record. He'll be top. How many does Jimenez get this season? I'll ask all of you, Tom. Uh, all comps. Tw- Twenty-two. Dave. Eighteen. Finn, he's gonna get twenty. I don't think it'll be much different between the all comps and prem. I think because you got Fabio. To, I'm gonna go. Yeah. Uh, for the hope of my channel. Twenty. 20. Break the all-time Premier League goal-scoring record. 2020? Jesus. Yeah, 2,200. <laughs> <laughs> Top assist maker, David. And how many assists are they going to get? Trinkow with 11. Ooh. Saucy. Cheers. I like that. Finn? Adama with 10 goals, 10 assists. Ah, oh, 20 goalie moments. Double tops. No, Double times. <laughs> That'll be 40. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it really would. <laughs> Moving Marcel. on. Tom. Marcel. <laughs> he, he's bombing shout. forward, Dave. He's bombing yeah. forward. Um, I, I think Adama, to be honest. That Adama Jimenez combinate, that's gonna that's gonna kick yeah. in again soon this season, I think. That, that's gonna get back to how it was and uh, hopefully anyway. Because if, if they do genuinely we could we could easily get top ten. If those two come out firing again, I, we could push for top ten. Dare I ask how many assists you think he's gonna get? Adama. Um yeah. 
Uh, do you know what? I think 10's I think tens are actually a realistic number. I think for him now, he needs to get those sort of numbers uh, at this point in his career. He's been he's been hinting that he wants to, you know, move to a, a top six or a Barcelona or whatever. He needs to start getting double figures, goals and assists, really, if he wants to get a move like that. There's only so much his unique, you know, ability can can take him. So yeah, ten assists. I think that's reasonable. Good, good. Finally, boys, before we 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 let's say get off then, but I mean it's probably not the best. Bloody so hell! I've not let yeah, you know. Yeah, Come on, bloody hell! <laughs> Social <laughs> distancing. <laughs> um, your, your three predictions for the wider Premier League. This could be someone to go up, someone to get down, someone to be sacked, someone to have their legs broke. Dave, um, Chelsea to win the league. Yep. Uh, Norwich. And Norwich to go down, definitely. Um, And five goals to be scored this season by goalkeepers. Fuck, it's five. What? If Edison takes pens, then you're on to something. Exactly. Pep Pep listens. He's a a keen listener of the Talking World podcast. (laughs) He's also bald. Finn. (laughs) Um, What's what's yours? I only had one down, but I'm going to make some up. Well, one down was Bruno Fernandes. Did you not read to... the agenda? No, on, mate. Three, Brentford. Yeah, I've, got... <laughs> I've got Brentford to be a surprise package is my first one. I've yeah. got Bruno Fernandes to get less than 10 goals. Now penalties are going to be um, down. I think he got 18 yeah. last season. So I'm going to get my agenda on him. Nuno to win the Europa Conference League. Um, that's not really prim- Does that count? Yeah, that'll yeah, do, mate. We'll three. You've had three. Yeah, yeah. Brent, Unless you got another yeah, one, because it sounded like you'd had another one then. Yeah. No, that's three in it, I think. Yeah, three. Yeah, sure now. Tom, <laughs> cheers, cheers. Tom, what's your what's your um I, th- I think Brentford will push for top ten. I think they're I think that I think they'll be a, a decent team. Nah, this Brentford season. a gash, man. Brentford a whack. <laughs> Trust me. Trust have me. they, have they improved their team since the goal? Watch this space. That's Watch this space. Space. I heard it now. Yeah, that's dead, man. They're, no, they're going back down, Brentford. Are. 100%. Uh, Brentford are going down. Well, that's that's my first prediction, Dan, yeah. Dre. Yeah. Um, no, it's a prediction, mate. I hope they get top four sake. now. <laughs> um, I think Villa will, will be closing in for top six, I think. They've got a very <sighs> decent squad. I think they've sold Grealish, fair enough. But you've got to hold your hands up and say that they've, they've signed some good plays. Um, so I think they could definitely compete for top six. Um, and Norwich to finish bottom because it happens most seasons. Daniel Farker will be the first manager sacked. I don't think I'll sack him if he finish bottom. Really? Yeah, I don't think they will. I think they're quite happy just going up and down. Yeah. Because uh, they're, they're ahead of they're ahead of planned. Right, chaps, that's been... An absolute pleasure. Thank you for joining me. Um, where can people find you, should they wish, Tom? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, or, uh, I've forgot my handle now. Uh, Tom <laughs> underscore Parker 12, I think it is. So you can find me there. I'll be Finn? tweeting about Love Island. Oh, God. Justice for Teddy. Um, yeah, I'm going to be back on YouTube now this week. Uh, F-I-N-E-R-R-Z. Back to the, the vlogging and all that. Hopefully see some goals um, in the right end. But yeah. Yep. Dave? Dave has a party. Twitter. Um, my Instagram is public now, but you'll just see pictures of me from when I was about 12. So if, if you're into that, drop it a follow. 
Why is it? Why is it day? I wasn't expecting it to go that way, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. We're on about um, getting off of each other earlier. So. <laughs> oh, <he's laughs> a, like oh, talking moves of the dark. Yeah, if he's going to be a member of the channel. Let's quit whilst we're ahead. I've embarrassed Matt now. I've ruined his hosting duty. Sorry, Matt. Yeah, it's all right, mate. It's all right. He's just going to have a cliff edge, isn't it? I'm M. Cooper Wright on Twitter and Instagram, and I'm also Matt Cooper Bites on YouTube, should Jeez. you wish to follow Ooh. my journey on finding the best mixed grill in the West Midlands. And, of course, Talking Walls is at Talking Walls across Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Um if you're new here, don't forget to subscribe and leave a like. If you are a subscriber, leave us a like and a comment. And um, hopefully, we'll see some of you at Leicester on Saturday where Wolves will will pick up three points on the road by beating Leicester 4-0. Yeah, boy. Then Donk a hat-trick. It's starting. <laughs> I'll start the season with a bang. Until next time, folks, take care. See you later. Cheers, guys. <laughs> <laughs>